Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Ha'azinu. According to the Chinuch, we've already completed the 613 mitzvos of the Torah. And according to the Ramban, we have in the beginning of Parshas Ha'azinu, the 613th mitzvah of the Torah, Kishem Hashem Ekra. Namely, the mitzvah of Birkas HaTorah, the recitation of the brachos that we recite daily, uh, thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for that very special treasure, the gift of Torah that He has given the Jewish people. The first thing I'd like to do is connect the parsha of HaAzinu to that of the forthcoming Yom Tov of Sukkos. Now, just as background, how significant is the Shira of Ha'azinu? So the Ramban writes that were this Shira written even by a non-Jewish soothsayer, so hard to say those words, we would still have to believe in it because every word has come true. All the more so that this comes from Moshe who received it from God himself. So now, let me try first of all to connect the Shira with, please God, the Yom Tov of Sukkos. We find in terms of describing Jewish history in verse Yud 10 of the Shira Yimtsoehu, he Hashem found him, meaning the Jewish people, Be'eretz Midbar, in a desert land, Uvisohu, and in the wastes of Yelel Yeshimon, of a howling wilderness, Yisovavenu, he encircled him. And Yevonenehu, he made him comprehending. What does it mean, Yisovavenu? So Rashi says, Sivavam. He, Hashem, encircled them, Vihikifam, and surrounded them, Ba'anonim, with clouds. Now, this is exactly what we are celebrating in the Yom Tov of Sukkos, as the Machaber begins the laws of Sukkos by telling us, interestingly, what we are to remember when we sat in the Sukkah. The Rambam goes with the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer that the Sukkos are to remind us of the Ananei Kavod, that God encircled and protected the Jewish people with his clouds in the desert. And we go further, the understanding of Yivonenenhu, what does it mean? He made them comprehending, says Rashi, Bitora Ubina, with Torah and with understanding. So God protected us in the Midbar and He provided us with the ability to understand, appreciate, and study His Torah. Now, interestingly, the Yom Tov of Sukkos is called Zman Simchoseinu, the time of our happiness. Interestingly, if you look at the end of the Kriyasa Torah, 
in Parshas Re'ei, which we're going to read, please God, on uh, Shmini Atzeres. So there, in conjunction with the Yom Tov of Sukkos, we find the admonition of Simcha no less than three times. Shavuos twice, and none by Pesach. Why is there the greatest Simcha on Sukkos? Sarav Salvechik, Zechron of Racha, said beautifully, it has to do with the fact that Birkas HaTorah, and there are two according to the Rush, and three according to the uh, Rambam, two brachos, one for Torah, Shebechsav, the written Torah, namely the bracha of Asher Bocharbonu Mikol Amim Enosanlonu Es Torah So, the bracha for the written Torah, and then the bracha of Harivna, which is for the oral Torah. We make two brachos because there are two Torah. And now, when it comes to Sukkos, we have the most proliferation, demonstration of oral law than any of the other Chagim. The very fact that we take an Esrog universally, where is that found in the Torah? The Torah says, pre eight Hadar, literally, the fruit of a beautiful tree, a beautiful fruit. Well, if we ask all our different listeners, I think we'll come up with many different options for a beautiful fruit. There is no question we take an esrog. Why? Because this is what the oral law has told us. And there are so many fascinating laws regarding the construction of the sukkah, how many walls a sukkah has to have, that a dofen akuma, that have a schach in the middle, and there's a gap less than dalid amos, then the walls actually are looked upon as if they become the roof. There's lovud, meaning that the wall does not have to come down to the very bottom, but if it's within gimel tfachim, it's going to uh, be considered like it is down to the ground. The laws of good asik, that it ascends down, that it goes up. The laws of schach itself, what is to be made of. All this, that teshvu ke'en teduru, all this is based upon the oral law. And therefore, when Rashi says, Yivonenenu, that Hashem gave us the understanding and clarity of Jewish law, this is found in the sukkah. I'd like to suggest, however, that the sukkah, interestingly, surrounds us, but the sukkah is a combination of heaven and earth. That just as the beginning of the song, Hazinu HaShamayim Vadabira, the bringing together of heaven and earth, this is what the sukkah is, because we're sitting on the ground. However, we are remembering the Ananei Kavod, the clouds of glory from Hashem. And not only that, we take the psoles, 
the literally that which is left over of the goren and the yekev of that which is the wine press and that which is the grain that which is left over and we put that on the roof and that's transformed to a tzila timnam nusa the shade of faith that one is actually sitting in the shade of faith the torah says chagasukos lashem that there is a sanctity to the sukkah and that's why one should be especially careful not to do activities in the sukkah that would really not be in accordance with a chefza of mitzvah, which is a very significant point. How one speaks in the sukkah, how one acts in the sukkah, how one should not bring in their TV into the sukkah during Chola Moed. This is the idea that the sukkah represents this kedusha. So, and interestingly, the rabbis point out that there are two mitzvos that one enters literally with their entire body into the mitzvah, and that is the sukkah and the mitzvah of Eretz Yisrael. So, the first thing that we are to be aware of is the fact that Yisobavenu Hashem enveloped us. Now, interestingly, we find by Sukkah a law which is unique to Sukkos, and that is that Mitzta'er Somebody who is most uncomfortable is exempt from the Sukkah. Now, why should that be? After all, we don't say that regarding other mitzvos. So the Be'er Yosef has a very fine explanation. He says that, as we shall read, please God, next Monday and Tuesday from Parshas Emor, when the Torah says we are to sit in Sukkah, the Torah says, Ki shavti, that Hashem caused us to reside in the Sukkah. So the rabbis tell us that basically the Sukkah provided for us air conditioning by day when it was hot by day, heat by night when it was cold by night. So it was a kind of five-star hotel. Basically, the Anani Kavod ironed their clothing from one day to the next. So, if one sukkah is especially uncomfortable, depending upon where a person is, very cold, very hot, so from the letter of the law, they could go in the house. Now, it might truly disturb them more to be in the house than to be in the sukkah, so they'll put on a sweater and a heavy coat, etc. But from the letter of the law, this is true except for the first night, which we'll speak about in another moment. I just want to say, in terms that aside from the mitzvah of sukkah, which begins this coming Sunday night, and in Israel, seven days. In Chutz Aris, it is eight days, right? And then we have Shmini Atzeris and Simchas Torah. There is the biblical mitzvah on the first day in Israel, and for us the first two days of taking the Arba Minim, the four species, the Lulav, the Esrog, the Hadassim, and the Aravos. And we should be aware of the different symbolism for that. The Chinuch says that they represent the four primary aspects, a varim, of our body, and that the esrog is domelelev, to the heart, 
where we have the intelligence of man, the emotion of man, that man is to serve God with his heart, the lulav, which is the shedra, corresponding to the spine, which is that which gives man his uh, ability to stand straight and his uh, dignity, to show that he is straightening his body to serve Hashem, the hados, the myrtle, which is similar to the eyes, that we are to keep them focused on a proper thing in terms of maintaining our loyalty to Him. And finally, the Arava, which is the willow, which is Domelis Fosayim, that with our mouth we are to honor God. We take these four uh, vegetative growths and we channel each of our important parts of our body to him. The Medrash Rabbah in Vayikra Emor 23.40 says on that Pasuk that you have the following. The Priates Odor is Yisrael. Each of the four are Yisrael. But the Esrog has both Tam and Reyach, taste and scent. So too, it represents those Jews that have both Torah and good deeds. The lulav, the kapos tamarim, are the Jewish people, representing that which has taste and doesn't have scent. So too, those that have Torah and don't have good deeds. The anaf eats avos, the hadasim, the willow, I'm sorry, the myrtle, that refers to the hadasim which have scent and don't have taste, those Jews that have good deeds and don't have Torah. And finally, the Aravos, the willow, Oi, this refers to those Jews that don't yet have neither nor tam nor reach, neither taste nor uh, scent, which means they don't yet have Torah and don't yet have good deeds. And what does the Torah say? And what does the Torah Shabbos peh? tell us to do, we are to bind them all together and and we atone one for another. There's a responsibility that the Arba Minim take you know, for us. Let me just review quickly some of the laws of uh, Sukkos and that is that if you have any questions regarding your Sukkah if it's in a proper place, please call your rabbi and make sure that he comes and pays a house call to make sure that your sukkah is correct. How high the sukkah could be, not higher than 20 amos, and ideally it should have four walls. If it has less than four walls, check with your rav. The walls could be made of any material as long as they are sturdy enough to withstand a wind. That is a ruach mitsuya, a normal wind for this season. The schach, very important. The sukkah is to be covered with schach, a material of vegetable origin, which must be detached from the ground, which is not subject to the laws of tuma, ritual impurity. Branches, bamboo poles, today many use these uh, bamboo shades, etc., um, please try to get one with a hashkacha. It would certainly uh, make sure that your sukkah and schach is uh, kosher. 
there is an idea that preferably the schach should not lie directly <coughs> on something which is subject to tumor, ritual impurity, something should not lie directly, the schach on metal poles. Talk to you again, your Rav, about that. And while the schach should make sure that the area of the sukkah, at least 51%, is shaded by the schach. And the schach should not be dense enough to provide protection from a heavy rain. The rain must be able to penetrate. It has to be, quote-unquote, vulnerable to the rain. One has to be careful that if there's a gap in the schach of gimel tfachim, of openness, that could disqualify the sukkah. So therefore, on top, put a pole going across the uh, um, schach might be going vertically and put a, another piece going horizontally which could save you from that uh, mishap should there be a gap in the schach. And make sure your sukkah is not built under any projection, be it a ledge, an overhang, or uh, a tree. Okay, now let's talk about the mitzvah of sukkah. The rabbis understand when the Torah says Basukos Teshvu Shivas Yomim that you are to reside in a sukkah for seven days. They understand it means Teshvu Kein Taduru. You are to reside in the sukkah as you would in your home. And therefore, eating, if you're not yet married, sleeping. Married men are exempt from sleeping in the sukkah unless they're given, quote, permission, etc. But the idea is that during the day, if you take a nap on Yom Tov, take it in the sukkah. And learning, entertaining, should be in the, um, in the sukkah. And throughout the week of sukkos, from the letter of the law, anything made of the five grains, wheat, barley, rye, oats, and spilt, we're talking about bread, we're talking about cereals, okay, should, you know, uh, pasta, if you have enough of a large quantity, a uh, beitzah's worth, okay, that's considered a meal, which is the, uh, not the actual size of an egg, but the compressed volume of an egg, that must be eaten in the sukkah, and the bracha of Leshe Basukkah is recited after one recites the bracha. You're having pasta in the sukkah, you make a bracha of Mizonos, and then you make the bracha of Leshe Basukkah. Okay, now, the uh, idea is that from the letter of the law, there are foods that one could eat um, outside the sukkah. Fruits, vegetables, water may be eaten outside the sukkah. But there's no question about it that if a person even goes, assuming you've got a sukkah, not three blocks away in the shul sukkah, but you have your own sukkah on your deck, easily accessible, or downstairs, even for a glass of water, it's considered praiseworthy to eat, to drink it in the sukkah. What is that obligated to, but one certainly could and should. Now, there is a special obligation on the first night of sukkah. 
to eat in the sukkah. Now this is learned from the Gzei the common phraseology in the Torah between the holiday of Pesach, which is on the 15th of the first month, and the holiday of Sukkos, the 15th of the seventh month. And the rabbis understand that just as on the first night of Pesach, one must eat um, a kezayis worth of matzah, so too on the first night of Sukkot, one must eat a in the sukkah. Now how much? If, interestingly, it's a separate halacha of eating, then even a kezayis worth would be sufficient. If it follows the rules of sukkah, then you should eat not simply a kezayis, but a larger piece of challah in the sukkah, and that is a kebezah's worth. So I strongly urge that when you're in the sukkah this coming Sunday night, that you have a nice piece of challah after you have washed and you uh, make the hamotzi. Now, should it R-A-I-N, I don't even want to say the dirty word, on the first night of Sukkot, understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. Normally, if it rains during Sukkot, there's no longer a mitzvah of Sukkot. There's no mitzvah to sit in the Sukkot in the rain, period. However, the first night, there is the opinion that says that because we learn it out, from matzah, there is an obligation to eat in the sukkah, and therefore you would wait 45 minutes or so, maybe a little bit more, until the family says, that's it, we have to move on. So, interestingly, what we would do is, just the first night, you would put on your raincoat, you would make kiddush in the sukkah. And you would not say the bracha of Leshev Basuka. The Shechianu is going on the Yom Tov, not on the Sukkah. You would then go inside the house and wash on the Tilas Yadayim. You would take in a plastic bag your piece of challah, eat your kezayas, a little bit more of challah in the Sukkah, go in the house and finish the meal. If it stops before you go to bed, Go back in the sukkah and make a bracha of wash, if you haven't already benched, if you've already benched, wash again, and you sit in the sukkah, now that it stopped raining, and you'd make the bracha of leshev basukah. This is true on the first night, okay? Only the first night. On the second night, one does not have to Wait. If it is raining, one eats in the home. I can only tell you, invite people to your sukkah. Think, and especially Sunday night, when it's a biblical mitzvah to eat in the sukkah. Think about your neighbors who might not have a sukkah. Invite them to join you in the sukkah. Please, I urge everybody listening to try their best to eat in the sukkah, especially Sunday night. And I would tell the entire listening audience, please think of those friends and neighbors, but especially those who 
might not have a sukkah, call them, invite them for a meal, that they should have the experience of sitting in the sukkah. I just want to take this opportunity of wishing everybody a true Yom Tov in the spirit of the Zman Simchasenu, that we should appreciate how privileged we are to have this Yom Tov of getting, quote-unquote, close to Hashem. Please, God, next week we'll talk more about the uh, um, aspect of the end days of the Yom Tov, but recognize how privileged we are. I take this opportunity of wishing Nachum and his family and our entire listening audience a wonderful Yom Tov, a good Shabbos for Shabbos Parshas Hazinu, and a good Yom Tov for the forthcoming Zman Simchaseinu.